Hello again, Paul Jones here with a beginner's guide to the blues. This week, it's the stuff of legend, and this legend is all the more amazing when you consider that his recording career lasted no longer than eight months, and he was dead at twenty-seven. Who is it? To many, he's the greatest ever blues man. It's Robert Johnson. After all these years, Robert Johnson with "Kind-Hearted Woman Blues," the first song he ever recorded, containing his only recorded guitar solo, which was put down on the twenty-third of November, nineteen thirty-six, in San Antonio, Texas, and which was released on the B-side of his biggest-selling record, "Terraplane Blues." Now, the Robert Johnson story is as much surrounded by myth as fact. Actually, rather little is known about his life, and even his death is still surrounded in some mystery. What is clear is that his legacy of twenty-nine recordings—yes, just twenty-nine—created the template for not only Muddy Waters, John Lee Hooker, and the like, but for the many artists who appeared on the tide of the '60s blues revival. In short, Robert Johnson is the foundation stone of post-war electric blues. 
All his records were made over five sessions, three in November 1936 in San Antonio and the other two in Dallas in June 1937. And that was it. Robert Johnson was born in May 1911 in Hazelhurst, Mississippi, and spent his childhood in poverty on various sharecropping plantations. In what was to become a significant move, in 1918 he was taken to live in a small cotton town called Robinsonville in North Mississippi, for it was there, when he was older, that he met his mentors who marshalled his somewhat wayward talent. Robert showed an interest in music from his early teens, playing Jew's harp first and then graduating to harmonica. His interest in the guitar developed a few years later, and it was Willie Brown, a musician of some reputation and a resident of Robinsonville, who provided most help. Adding influence was the great Charlie Patton, a regular visitor to the local juke joints. So Robert latched his harmonica onto his guitar and started to pick out some tunes. Many were Willie Brown's, but one particular favourite of his was Leroy Carr's 1928 song, How Long, How Long Blues. Over time, he became so good at hearing a song and then playing it that he was called the Human Jukebox. In 1930, the great Sun House moved into town and got to play a lot in the local joints. He delivered the blues with an electrifying intensity, and nobody round those parts had ever seen the like. The 19-year-old Robert often watched him and became so transfixed by this dynamism that it was going to be inevitable that the spirit of Sun House would be translated into his music. But the human jukebox was also still at work, and this one, based on a 1928 Mississippi Sheik's record, Sitting on Top of the World, is a fine example. Yeah. <laughs> 
What about that? Tougher than the Mississippi Sheiks ever were. That was the second of two takes of Come On In My Kitchen by Robert Johnson, recorded on the same day as Kind-Hearted Woman Blues. Now, I mentioned the take because on many Robert Johnson collections, you'll find them all included. Although at the time, of course, only one was selected to be released. But if you discover the first take of this, you'll find it somewhat slower. Robert Johnson was out on the road by 1931, just like his heroes, touring the juke joints and under the wing of his latest mentor, Ike Zimmerman. His ascent in the music business seemed assured, for by the middle of the decade he had become the most popular and progressive of the Delta bluesmen. However, Robert wanted to emulate Charlie Patton and Son House. He wanted a recording career. So, through an introduction by store owner H.C. Spear of Jackson, Mississippi, he received an invitation from ARC to go to his first session in November 1936. Let's feature now one of the best covers of a Robert Johnson song. In 1962, an album was released of 16 of his songs, which became the inspiration for the new generation. A young Eric Clapton listened to it and was converted. He's reported to have said that Johnson's music was the most powerful cry you can find in the human voice. Five years later, when he was a member of the supergroup Cream, he recorded this tribute.
sinking down Thank Eric Clapton, please. Amazing. A new era. From their album Wheels of Fire, released in 1968, Cream with, as the man said, Eric Clapton on vocals, and their very different version of Crossroads, or, as Johnson had it, Crossroad Blues. A reminder that you're listening to A Beginner's Guide to the Blues with me, Paul Jones, and the artist I'm featuring is Robert Johnson. So, to the next on the list of essential records. One of the rumours doing the rounds in the 30s was that at the crossroads at midnight, Robert had sold his soul to the devil in order to become a great guitarist. It seems that this story may have been started by Son House, who had heard the young Robert play first in 1930 and then two years later. You see, the first time, House was aghast at how bad he was, but by 1932 he was so impressed by Robert's improvement that he claimed he must have done a deal with the devil to get that good. Tie that story in with Robert's penchant for devilish allusions in his lyrics and you can understand how the rumours came about. Actually, he could have spent those two years practising. You'll see what I mean with this. Right to pray. 
Robert Johnson with If I Had Possession Over Judgment Day, recorded on the 27th of November 1936 and showing the influence of Sun House as well as Hambone Willie Newburn. Actually, it was never released at the time and the second take has never been found. But what a fantastic track. On to another cover now, and to the Rolling Stones, who were very much a blues-based group. I mentioned earlier that an official Robert Johnson collection was released in 1962, but a bootleg of some more songs appeared around about 1967. On it was Love in Vain. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger were hooked, so they adapted it and put it on their 1969 album, Let It Bleed. I followed her to the station With a suitcase in my hand Yeah, I followed her to the station With a suitcase in my hand Cry. 
Rolling Stones with their take on Love in Vain, complete with a country influence of Graham Parsons, with whom they were working at the time. What a wonderful record. Oh, and by the way, that was Ry Kuda playing mandolin. Love in Vain was, in fact, Robert Johnson's penultimate recording, made in Dallas on the 20th of June 1937, but it seems to have been issued in 1939 after a remake combining takes two and three. Just over a year after that session, Robert Johnson was dead at only 27. Now, there are several stories about how he died. Most say he was poisoned. Some say he had an aneurysm. What we do know from his death certificate, found by journalist Gail Dean Wardlow in 1968, is that he died on the 16th of August, 1938, in Greenwood, Mississippi. One version is that Robert was booked to play at Three Forks, near Greenwood, three days earlier. He was a renowned womanizer, which, as you might expect, often got him into trouble. Well, on this occasion, it got him into the ultimate trouble, because it seems that he had a dalliance with the bar owner's wife. The husband, not too pleased by this, put strychnine into Robert's whiskey during a break in the evening. Recently, the most credible cause of death seems to have been syphilis. By the time he died, Robert Johnson's fame had spread to much of urban America. Certainly his name was known to John Hammond, Columbia's A&R man, who had been on the lookout for him to appear at a Carnegie Hall concert that December. Robert Johnson's legacy is a small collection of wonderful music, yet interest in him now is as great as ever, due largely to the work of musicians like Eric Clapton and the Stones, who took his original songs and brought them to a new audience. To go out with, I want to play another of those songs which some people took too literally. It's a superb track and has all the magic that one associates with Robert Johnson, and I hope that magic will inspire you. So this is Paul Jones leaving you with Hellhound on my trail.
I can see 